0: Hello again to all my listeners from the UK and around the world. And what I want to talk about over the next couple of segments is um, obviously right now we are facing unprecedented times with the coronavirus and isolation, and it brings a lot of challenges and difficulties. And a lot of people are, you know, um, are out of work right now. They're at home, maybe, maybe suffering from anxiety because they're not able to see their friends or family loved ones being on their own in isolation and um, you know and then like as we were saying yesterday when um, all of a sudden your, um, your head gets filled with negative thoughts and anxiety and sadness. But what I want to show in the next series of segments is that we can actually use this time to be, um, to be productive and use it constructively as well. By the way, we are still on lockdown, so those of you who are thinking of going anywhere today, um, do take your precautions. It's be- a, a, a little bit of um, discomfort is uh, is what is better than you know ending up ill and in hospital on your own. So um, yeah, be be careful. Think about yourself and your parents and your family. And Inshallah we'll get through this. Um, On a more positive note, um, those of you that have been watching um, um, some of my social media posts in the last few days, um, I have been uh, posting a lot of content, uh, some of my own strategies and thoughts on, um, on how to remain calm, positive, mindful and productive at this difficult time. Concept called minimalism, and I think what sometimes what we try to do—the danger is that we want to try and be good at everything. And it's not always possible or practical. It's far better to become to to pick one or two key areas and become an expert in those fields. It'll be so much more productive, and we'll get more work done. Good evening everybody, hope you're all doing well to all my listeners in the UK and around the world, hope you've had an amazing day. Welcome to another segment on my podcast. In this series we're talking about ways to keep yourself busy during this lockdown and um, uh, I often talk about goal setting and writing things down and it's really important. It's something that we're going to return to and obviously journaling is a big topic but um, for this For this segment, I simply want to give you a quick overview of goal setting and why I think it's so important. The importance of journaling or writing things down, uh, and it's really important, actually. I think uh, because um, very often we have so many thoughts going through our head, and but maybe only five or ten percent of them we actually translate that into into an action or an activity. And so the first step in translating your thoughts into an action is actually writing it down. And there's many benefits of that. There's two or three key ones I'll mention is, firstly, you've got something written down on paper, it is tangible, you can see it, you can amend it, you can review it, you can look at it, you can review it, and, you know, you can make changes to it. And you, then, um, as you go along, you have something, you have a document or a reference point where you can actually see, let's say, if, you, if you've written down some goals, for instance, if you've got some health goals, you want to cut down um, eating your calories, you want to cut down eating carbs. So you have that piece of paper or document, whatever it is. You've got that piece of paper to look at. And you can, at the end of the week, so we have a hundred. We have hundreds of thoughts that go through our mind on a daily basis, occupy our mind, occupy our um, our attention, and um, possibly only a million five or ten percent of those thoughts actually turn into an action. You might have a great idea, a great way to make money, or a great way, a great shortcut that will save people time. Or so maybe you set yourself a goal, and it's. Um, the the actual act of writing or you're physically actually it's the first step in successfully making that transition transition from a mere thought into an action. So when you write things down, it gives you it gives you a chance to think about whatever it, whatever it is that you're thinking about, whatever that thought is, you're writing it down, you're expressing it in words. And that gives you also that gives you a chance. To, once you've written it down, or made a note of it in your in your notes or in your PC, or uh, it gives you a chance to to go over it, to read it, to review it, to amend it, mm-hmm. to have a look at it. And At the end of the week, or at the end of a year, you know, or at the end of a day, you can review it and you can see how far you've got in actually achieving that goal or achieving that objective that you set yourself. So, journaling is really um, it's such a helpful. Useful tool and strategy that I often use. First of all, journaling is fun. It doesn't have to be boring. It's fun. It's um, you know actually when you write things down, uh, it kind of clears. It's it's kind of mental decluttering. So sometimes you do kind of need to you know. Um, to relax a bit and to sort of, you know, take your to, um take your mind off things. And writing things down is a great way of doing it because you can have you have something you can look at afterwards, like a reference point, and you can read it. Uh, you can review it. And actually, once you've written it down, then you find that, that, that problem isn't so big after all. Or that objective is not so far fetched. So journaling is fun. Uh, Don't have to be boring. You can use colour. Get be creative. You get know, use like little drawings. Even have a vision board or like you know draw like a mind map of um, or like things that you want to visualize. So you visualize yourself being successful. Visualize yourself being slim. Visualize yourself being you know being well off and being successful. And the more the more you think about that, the more you visualize that the more you will actually attract that kind of energy. And so what I was saying is um, writing things down has huge benefits. You're able to, um, to actually, it's something tangible that you can look at, it's something you can amend, and it's also something that you can use it to see how successful you've been on throughout that day or that week or that year. So don't forget, guys, just having a mere thought is not enough. Thoughts mean nothing without having an act, without having a positive action that is associated with that so journaling is really important actually i just want to pick two or three reasons why i think it's important to keep a journal if i can just first of all if i can mention um, if you, if for those of you who are interested in finding out more about this there is a great uh, lot of information out there uh, definitely check out um, the, a, a YouTube video of Robin Sharma and um, he talks, he goes into seven reasons why he journals and I'm not, I'm not going to mention all of them But there are one or two that I do want to uh, flag up because it kind of neatly ties up with what I've been talking about. So firstly, um, it, it helps you to release any low energy and emotions and it also... So as you heard there, it's really important to write things down and goal-setting. I do want to quickly mention about journaling and one or two reasons why I think it's really important. Um, For those of you that do want to find out more about this, uh, there is an excellent YouTube video available. If you search for Robin Sharma, seven reasons why he journals. And I want to go into one or two of them because I think it neatly ties up Really ties in with what I've been talking about. So, it helps you to relive your favorite experiences, and that kind of trains your brain and imprints imprint in your mind and gives you, and you'll find uh, reasons to be thankful. And the gratitude is something that I talk about a lot in my previous shows. As those of you who are listening to me right now would have heard. So, it definitely fosters hope, allows you to relive your favorite experiences, and imprints a, a habit of gratitude. And it also allows you to organize your thinking. So, you're, once you've written it down, you can analyze it. You can look at you can look at your goals see how realistic they are, and see if they need changing. So, that's all for now. And um, I really hope that um, you've, that um, this uh, session has been helpful. And um, I repeat again, those of you that do want to find out more about journaling, and um, definitely I recommend you check out this YouTube video for Robin Sharma. Uh, he's all over YouTube, just search under his name. And journaling, seven reasons why you should journal. Have a great evening, everyone. And thanks for listening. So in this short segment I want to quickly um, deal with um, uh, boredom. I was asked this question and it's something that a few people have experienced, uh, obviously being at home, uh, not going out anywhere, having a lot of time on their hands. So one of my friends asked me if I have been bored during this time and the answer is no. And the reason for that is because it's simply, you know, there's no time to be bored because it's because there's so much that I want to do, want to learn. I've always had that inquisitive mindset. Wanting to know more about people around me. Wanting to know more about the world. Wanting to know more about um, this whole crisis and, and how different countries are approaching it in different ways. Um, finding finding new, new ways of dealing with problems, um, new skills, because, because we're going to have to adapt. I think once this crisis does come to an end, it will not be business as usual, <laughs> uh, let me tell you that. Um, the effect for this is going to be last for decades and I think the more and more people will be working from home, more and more companies will facilitate people that want to work from home and um, it's really important to think about um, ways that you can uh, make some kind of residual income working from home because you can't... Always guarantee that your job will be around forever, you know, and a lot of people that a lot of people that um, didn't actually um, factor in that are now you know at home without a job, and those who are those who who, who are in business or self-employed or or have side hospitals, they haven't really um, you know they, they're still able to work from home and earn money working from home, and I think that that that's the future. So. Yeah, there's, um, if you're bored, then it's definitely a problem. I mean, seriously, there is so much that you can do um, in the time that we have right now. And um, we need to make the most of it. Just, I'll list you three or four things. Uh, you can read a book, um, learn a new language, learn a new skill. And enhance your knowledge or obviously work on improving, work on improving yourself. And that is the best investment that you can make is investing in your own personal development and growth. And, um, writing a journal as we, uh, heard in my previous segment is another really good way to keep yourself occupied. So, um, yeah, there's loads of things that you can do to keep yourself busy and keep yourself occupied at this difficult time. Don't spend all day on Netflix. And guys, if you are if you are enjoying this um, series of um, podcasts, please um, spread the word, uh, share it with your friends and family. <coughs> you can download it on Spotify, it's available for download on Spotify, which is uh, available on on all Android and and iOS Apple devices and you can also um yeah you can um you can share it with your friends family download it listen to it and you can even send in your comments and feedback and um, I am going to be um sharing a um there is a um a WhatsApp link that you can um <coughs> I'll be sending out that uh you, so you can so you're able to send me voice notes and um yeah, hopefully not do this in the future. I'm going to be doing some live shows and live in TVs as well, where I'll be inviting people to ring in and ask your questions and the comments. So, um, there's a lot going to be happening over the next few weeks and months and I'm really excited about it all. Hello and good evening everyone, um, welcome to another segment of Kamal's podcast, um, to all my listeners uh, in the UK and around the world. In um, this segment I want to talk briefly, I want to share some thoughts on how best to handle criticism, and I think it is something that everyone has had to deal with at some point, and hopefully um, this will help. ...about... Yeah, that- How um, best to handle your critics, or how to handle criticism? And I think um, no matter who you are, you're always going to have people um, that um, don't like you, and or will try and uh, criticize you. Now, um, there is a difference, and I think a lot of some people, uh, they're genuinely they're trying to give you feedback and some people take that as criticism. And feedback should not be confused with criticism. So There might be sometimes people are genuinely trying to help you um, uh, recognise something that you're not good at, or recognise something that you need to improve on. That's not the same as criticism. So I think what you need to ask yourself is first of all, this person that's giving you feedback, is it coming from a good place? Are Are they genuinely trying to help you? Are they genuinely trying to make a difference? Is is there anything that maybe you can consider that you need to take on board? Secondly, you've got to ask yourself. You've got to have that self-confidence to know and be yourself. And uh, I think, um, as I said, you can't always um, please everybody. There will always be people that don't like you or, or Will try and you know discourage you from doing something, or try and criticise you, and you've got to have the emotional and mental strength to be yourself and follow your own path and not let and not be disheartened by what other people say or do or what they think of you. And uh, I think that's really important. Uh, It's a kind of you know. surround yourself with people who will um, try and, um, and encourage you and inspire you and try and, you know, try and um, bring out the best in you rather than um, just spread negative and toxic energy. So that's what I was to say really is the um, best way to respond to, um, to feedback that you might think is negative or criticism is just acknowledge it and say thank you um, thank you for your um, thank you for your feedback thank you for your um, suggestions um, I didn't realize that possibly you know I'll I'll try and you know um, consider it obviously you don't necessarily have to agree with everything they're saying but you can at least acknowledge it and just say thank you So I do think it's really important to acknowledge whenever you do get um, feedback or criticism to acknowledge it and say thank you for the thank you for your feedback or thank you for your um, uh, suggestions. You don't necessarily have to agree with everything but at the same time um, uh, I don't think that people should take it personally uh, sometimes there might be something might be someone who is genuinely trying to help you, but it's not always the case. Good evening everybody, I uh, hope you're all doing well. To my listeners in the UK and around the world, uh, not another short segment. Um, uh, we are still in lockdown when we were all encouraged to self-isolate and keep a social distance uh, although things are getting easier but we're not out of danger yet and I think I think it's really important to remember that and I also think that um, uh, self-isolation is a great opportunity to actually take a break and reevaluate what our goals are and focus on improving ourselves. I want to say that it's actually um, self-isolation is a great um, opportunity uh, to actually reconnect with ourselves and who we really are. Not our, our true inner, so listen to our inner voice and who we really are, what we really want. And reconnect with our um, mental and, and spiritual side of us. And um, I've um yeah, just take this as an opportunity to to um to discover more about yourself and what and what your core values are, what you really want out of life, what where you are right now in terms of um in terms of careers, goals, and is it really aligned to where you want to be? And um we've gotta um see we have this inner voice that is always um, I call it ants, automatic negative thoughts. So you've got to kill the ant, because if you don't kill the ant, they're going to kill you. And so yeah, words are really important. And before I go any further, I really want to kind of share something with you, um, uh, a short video actually, which is, um, which will give you a um, insight into uh, the importance of words. And I'll see you back in a minute.
1: Your words mixed with your beliefs blend to become your reality what you speak over your life is what your life will become if you're always talking about how you're stuck where you are how you can't find a way to get out of the situation you're in how you never get any luck how you'll never be wealthy well you're right you'll never have those things if that's what you say and that's what you believe if you don't believe it more will even try to get it. Instead of
2: saying, I don't know how to do it, say, I am committed to learn how to do it. Instead of saying, I always procrastinate and never get anything done, say, I am going to find something that matters to me more than anything, and then I am going to get the job done. Instead of saying, I'm a failure, say, I failed. I've learned the lesson. When I become a huge success, that failure is going to make for one hell of a story. Instead of saying, my best days are behind me, say, my best is yet to come. Instead of believing others are born lucky or with special gifts, know that you are capable of anything. Know that you can study and commit to learning from great people. Know that you can become a great person in your own right. Every day... Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am a great person, I am a kind person, I am strong, I am capable of anything, I am growing more each day, I am committed, I am determined, I have no limits, I can have the health and the body of my choice, I will have the health and the body of my choice, I can have the wealth of my choice, I will have the wealth of my choice. I do deserve abundance. I am worth. I am more than worth. I can make a huge difference in others' lives. I will make that difference. Gandhi once said, "Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become..." words together they become so powerful you can move mouths you are- limits. Every day, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am a great person. I am a kind person. I am strong. I am capable of anything. I am growing more each day. I am committed. I am determined. I have no limits. I can have the health and the body of my choice. I will have the health and the body of my choice. I can have the wealth of my choice. I will have the wealth of my choice. I do deserve abundance. I am worthy. I am more than worthy. I can make a huge difference in others' lives. I will make that difference.
1: Daily affirmations are helpful because they reprogram your mind, your thoughts, and beliefs. Some of the most successful people on earth practice daily affirmations. If you're doing it consistently, every single day, in the morning, before you start your day, you will begin to develop new beliefs, and your life will start to change before your eyes. If it's not natural at first, if you feel like the words aren't believable, stick with it. The goal is to feel as though you already have the things you want. As you speak the words, feel as though you are already that personal. Whatever words work for you, write them down. Your own affirmation and read them every day. That's the key. Repetition and feeling the words. If they get old, freshen them up to something more powerful and meaningful.
0: Welcome back guys, isn't that um, amazing? I've, it's actually, I've got almost got goosebumps even though I've listened to that before. But it's so true is that um, I'm a big believer in affirmations and telling yourself as you think so you should be. And it's not gonna be easy at first. You, it, it takes time, habits take time to develop. And the more, it, the more you stick in it, the more you keep doing it you're going to end up convincing yourself. Um, I'm going to show you something that I I actually, that I want to be determined, excellent, disciplined, organised, focused, driven, ambitious, amazing, energised, a leader, fearless, tireless, bold, confident, hungry, and I'm not talking food, it's a different type of hunger i mean here. hunger for success hunger to actually achieve what it is that you want once you figure it out in your head what you actually want you've got to go for it and go for it in a way that you're not going to let anyone get in your way of what of, of your dreams and what you and what, and what you want to achieve that's what we call hunger so yeah, so like I said, I'm a big believer in affirmation, and it's something that I've been um, practicing for a while now. Like I said, practice makes perfect. You're not going to get it right first time. But the beauty of life is we all make mistakes, and we have the opportunity to to correct them. And and as long as you keep, as long as you keep learning and growing and learning from your lessons, they're no longer mistakes. Mistake is something that you keep. Keep doing over and over and over again, but, but we all make mistakes. We all get things wrong, and um, that's the natural thing in human being. But we 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 have to recognise where we get things wrong and learn from it. And let's not um, don't uh, kind of you know reflect too much on the past because live in the present and think about the future. But obviously, you also have to um, you have to improve on things that weren't working before. So I really want to talk about these things and it's something that I'm I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about positive thinking and, you know, um, self-growth, development, and these are all things given me, being at home, being in isolation, not only has it given me a chance to reconnect with my parents and my family because I, I'm always so busy with work we don't get a chance to see. The crazy thing is the nature of, of life is that, you know, once, you, once you're once you in the profession and you're working, you see your work colleagues more than you see your... your um, you know, this is a great opportunity to actually spend time with your family, listen to your family and talk to them. Maybe maybe they, they are also reaching out to you, but, you were so busy doing your own thing that you didn't see that. You, you couldn't see those um, those um, calls that they were making. And it's also a great chance to, like I was saying before, to reconnect with your inner self. What you really want with yourself. Your core values, what you stand for. To reconnect with, your, with yourself spiritually and also mentally as well. Um, it, it gives me, it gives you time to read, to write, to listen, to to create, to think, to dream. And so many things that we can actually, if you just think outside that box and you think, just for a moment, think to yourself, we've got so, so much more time on our hand that are in isolation, that we're not, um, you know and it's, it's actually given us the opportunity to focus on what's important to me, what's important to me and, um, um, for instance, uh, pursuing my career goals and, you know, focusing on some of the other stuff that I like doing and, for instance, photography, I can spend more time on my creative side, blogging, YouTube videos, uh, like I'm doing right now, social media. So, it's actually when you have that time it gives you it it actually is what we need because in a sense we need to we need to put the brakes on we need to slow down and that will give us time to reflect and realise actually what we're chasing is that really what we want or is, or or should we be going in a different direction? Right, so um, we've spoken about that. Um, now, one of the things that I shot—I used to see again—I'm doing it. Um, I not I struggle with. I used to struggle with because it's, it's about getting yourself away from break, away from that past, and you, you're now creating a new habit. So what I used to be really bad at is. Um okay now um for instance things like um waking up in the morning setting your alarm clock now i don't know about you but i used to hate mornings i still do hate mornings actually i'm not really a morning person i'm not really a morning person i've always been and i guess this is um, something that's um uh, a bad habit that was you know um that was uh, you know developed through my, through my uni days, shooting days and the reason for that I guess is because I always thought that, um, I, I felt that I, I could concentrate better at night and read better at night and it's more something about um, the, the peace and quiet which give, gives you that time but it's also, um, it's also um, the, what I've also realised by studying the lives of um, successful people is that they almost all of them have one thing in common is they start their day early 5am, 6am, a a daily routine, they get up early and do what they need to do, they get up early. Something I've been looking at recently, I I watch um, a lot of Robin Sharma's videos on YouTube which I, which I, um, that's also another thing that I've been doing the last few days. And he's got something called the 5am club. And he talks about that. And he said he had a 20-20-20 formula. And what that says is that up at 5am, first 20 minutes, you sweat, you exercise, you go through a run, go through a walk, go to the gym and that actually energizes you. The first 20 minutes, you sweat, you exercise, you go through a run, go through a walk, go to the gym, and that actually energizes you, it actually activates your brain. It's um, It releases a lot of energy. And then after the first 20 minutes, you then meditate, or pray, meditate, write a journal, or think about, um, think about uh, what you want to achieve that day. And in the last 20 minutes, he talks about learning. And this is where you, um, where you, um, dedicate 20 minutes to learn more about either the, either your um, your area of work or are studying or even if it's personal growth. I am passionate about personal growth. That is the best investment that you can make, is actually investing in, in con- continuous personal growth. Because we never stop learning and we will never stop learning. The moment we stop learning is when we're dead. I'll repeat that again. The moment we stop learning is when we die. So, personal growth is such an important um, uh, aspect of what I do and talk to people about nowadays, and it's really something that I'm so passionate about. It it inspires me when I hear stories of of people who have, you know, um, self made people who've actually started from nothing. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping others actually realise their true potential. Um, I'm really, really um, passionate about and again because of work and because of other um, commitments I never really had that time to dedicate towards that creative side. So I hope you've enjoyed part one of this segment of why and how isolation can actually be good for us and spending time at home gives us a chance to focus on the things that are important to us, focus on improving ourselves and getting better at the things that we are good at already but also um, giving us some focus and direction in life In part two of this segment, we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about something that, um, I've had to deal with a lot. And obviously a lot of people, a lot of people deal with, uh, having issues with procrastination, putting things off. And, um, it's definitely something that, um, uh, we need to work on improving. So I hope you've enjoyed this session and please join me on the next segment. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, good evening, part two of the segment on coping with coronavirus. This time I want to talk about um, uh, some of the things that we always postpone, thinking we don't have enough time, and right now we have a lot of time on our hands, being at home, those of us who are working from home, and even if you can't work from home, it's it's a chance for you to um, do all the things that you, you didn't have a chance to do. And I was talking about, um, how, um, how I used to hate getting up in the morning and I always procrastinate by, um, uh, switching off my alarm clock and going back to sleep. And, uh, until I realised that actually, um, I shouldn't be doing that and when my alarm does go off, you're supposed to wake up. With Hate getting up early in the morning, but what I, what I learned and what I realized, what I and what I understood from from listening to and following people who made it successful is they all have this thing in common: if they get up early. So I started. I'm. I'm. I. i i have started to make that change, and it's not easy. It, it will be difficult. It will be really difficult. And. and to start with because you're not gonna wanna do it. Nothing nothing that that you really want is gonna come easy. You're gonna have to really work for it and it takes it takes time to develop a new habit because old habits have developed over a long time. So you can't just expect that you're gonna change your habits overnight. It's not gonna happen. But the beauty the, the beauty of it is that, there, is that there's a lot of um, scientific research going into this at the moment when they talk about um, neuroplasticity, how you can actually, tra- how you can retrain your brain, how you can reprogram your mind to actually, how you can trick it into thinking something else. So, what I was saying earlier on is that you've really got to, you really have to, to silence that inner self, that um, that negative self talk, that part of the brain that is actually saying to you, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, I'm not enough, I don't have enough time, I can't be bothered, it's too difficult, it's too long. Replace those words with I can do it, I will do it, I will make a difference. And that's how you start your day in actually, in actually making affirmations and actually making affirmations and a commitment to doing things differently. Something else that I want to talk to you about, and actually I'll probably share it as well, is um, something we all struggle with, um, procrastina- procrastination. Um, you know I, I used to be used to do it myself and there's only one way to actually um, get rid of that and it's to change your habit it's not going to be easy of course it will be it will be hard but you have to do it and this brings me to something called a five second rule which I want to um, share with you guys uh, it's a really hopefully I mean it's really given me a different perspective. Hopefully, it will do the same with you as well. If I can just bring it up.
3: Productivity. There's only one rule when it comes to success. There's only one rule to getting everything you've ever wanted. And here it is. You're never going to feel like it. Ever. In any area of your life that you don't have what you want, whether it's the amount of money, the amount of people on your team, the amount of sales, the amount of trips for your family. The re- if you only did the things that you don't feel like doing, you'd have everything you wanted. Those areas where you're happy, you do the work. Those areas where you're complaining, you don't feel like it. You don't do it. So, it's a lot like kids. If you think about it, what's your job as a parent? It's to make kids do the things they don't feel like doing so they can grow up and move out and become independent adults. My son never feels like getting off the DS. He never feels like putting his feet down when he's in the car. My daughter never feels like cleaning up the Barbies. I have no idea why they're always naked, by the way. (laughs) Always naked. And the funny thing is, when you grew up and moved out, your parents never said to you, guess what? You are a total pain in the rear end. You never feel like doing anything. You don't feel like doing your homework. You don't feel like going out. You don't feel like making your bed. You don't feel like saying hello to strangers. You don't feel like using your manners. You don't feel like cleaning your room. Good luck to you. So the only way to get what you want is to parent yourself, but I'm going to make it easy for you. We're about to move. You've learned a ton about the brain now. The brain is going to screw you over. The brain is going to go into autopilot. The brain is going to tell you it doesn't feel like doing things. It's trickery. You now know that. So how do you be effective with yourself knowing that you're never going to feel like doing all the work that it takes to have this business be everything that it possibly could? So you're going to use the five-second rule. And what that means is this. From the moment that you have the idea I should email out the fall collection. I should go through the contact list for my college or university and reach out to people. I should go through my contact list and invite 23 people this week to just take the dogs for a walk. I should make a request of a friend and ask if I can come to a presentation at lunch at his law firm. From the second you have that idea, you've only got five seconds to take action. Otherwise, it's gone. Your brain will swoop in so fast and go, uh-oh, there's an idea. No way. No way. You don't feel like it. You're overwhelmed. You've got five seconds, and that's it. Today, I want you to practice this, because what you're going to notice is you're going to notice a little bit later, like in the networking section and you know afterwards and in some of these events after this particular speech, you're going to notice that you have an impulse. You have an impulse to walk towards somebody that's really successful that's built a team that could possibly help you and guess what you're not going to do it you probably have them the entire time that you've been here oh i should go over and talk to this person and i'll catch them later oh that person looks really interesting i I, mm, I don't know i should really take some photos of this fall line and start to that might be too pushy so what do you do how does it work you have the thought you've got five seconds that's it and what do you need to do just say something out loud that's one way You could start walking. The second you feel like you should meet somebody because you're drawn to them, again, it's from here, it's not from here, start walking. Because if you're already walking, the likelihood is you'll actually make it to them. And then you're going to say something. Write it down. Schedule it. Send an email to yourself. Or make the request. One of the things that was so interesting about talking to Tara this morning is it was clear that a couple people had been in there sharing their brains out about Jay Hilbert. And yet, it never progressed into the side of the conversation of, would you like information? Would you like to do it? And I'm sure whoever it was that was lying on the table probably had that thought, like, you know, I, sh- I should probably say something. Should I? Getting facial, is that weird? You talking about business at the same time? Five seconds gone. Talk yourself out of it. Yeah, so that's the
0: five second rule. And um, I've tried it, a couple of times, uh, to say, it worked. Because the moment my alarm went off this morning, and yesterday morning, I was up. Five, four, three, two, one. Get up. Because there's no time, there's no time to, to, put, to put yourself on hold and put yourself on snooze. What used to happen to me, what used to happen to me was my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. I'll put it on snooze for 10 minutes, and what happens? You guessed it. I'm working from home. You guessed it. What happens? I fall back to sleep, and I wake up. It's 10 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. It's five hours after I was supposed to get up. I'm thinking, why did I just not? get up at 6 a.m. in the morning why did I just not get up at 6 a.m. in the morning because I didn't because my brain was telling me not to my, my body was saying I need sleep but the trick of is, and you can apply this to any aspect of your life if you see someone that you like in a bar sorry Coffee shop. Watson, don't go to bars. <laughs> coffee shop. You see someone that you like in a coffee shop. You really want to go and talk. to her. She smiles at you. You really want to go and talk to her. You got five seconds to think before your brain starts saying, actually, before your brain starts self um, self-sabotaging and saying, I don't want to. I I don't want to look like a fool. Maybe she's not. Maybe she doesn't like me. I don't want to get rejected. Maybe she, maybe she's just being being friendly. Maybe she's being mad. Five, four, three, two, one, do it. And um, it, it's something that really, it's really worked for me the last couple of days. And what I've not, the other thing I've noticed about um, about when I wake up in the morning is that I'm so much more, I'm so much more productive. I get so much more done because that peak is in the morning, 5, 6, 7 a.m. when most people are sleeping or the rest of the world is asleep. That gives you that time, that 20, 20, 20, 20 minutes exercise, 20 minutes to meditate or pray, 20 minutes to learn or to write a journal. And, I'm, and since then, I'm actually weighing, this is probably... Um, and it was only actually yesterday when I thought about this. This thought came up. This thought came to me this morning at 5.30, this 5.40 this morning. And I've got notes. But I don't need them. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, so these are some of the things that um, this, um, this, Solitude or isolation is really giving us that chance to reconnect with ourselves, with our with, with our own brain because we don't we don't actually we don't take that time to stop because we're always rushing here rushing there rushing after someone rushing doing something and we 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 neglect ourselves and what 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 we, what we actually want. So this is a great time. To, to reconnect with yourself, make the most of the opportunities, uh, to learn, write, listen, grow, create, dream, but don't just dream, you got to act on it. Another thing is that so often you think things, but you don't do them, and you know, it's a, rem- it's a reminder to myself as well, is that you know, thoughts, intentions and thought if you don't turn them into action, you can't, they don't mean anything. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this is, these are some of the things that I really want to kind of, you know, talk to you about and share with you. This is a great time to really reconnect with yourself. Look after yourself, look after your family, look after your health, look after yourself, um, your body, mind and spirit. So, um, I hope you've enjoyed this um, Facebook Live. So I hope you've enjoyed this session uh, talking about how, how to deal with procrastination. Uh, 5 4 three, two, one rule, try it, it definitely works. And um, again, you may have heard in the previous session I spoke about writing goals down. Otherwise there's lots of thoughts that don't actually get translated into, into any kind of action or positive. Um, behavior. So um, I hope you found this um, uh, segment and I hope you're finding these sessions helpful. If you are please share with your family, your friends, Uh, you can uh, listen to these and download them on Spotify. Uh, You can also message me, uh, send me any uh, comments uh, via uh, voice notes and I will be sharing the um, the voice notes on this. Some of them will come up. Some of them. Will, some of your comments may be featured in on one of my episodes, actually. So, um, so I do welcome any um, engagement from from my listeners, and um, hopefully see you on the next listen. Hopefully, look forward to you listening to my next show. Thank you very much. Hey everyone how are you all doing? So um, this evening I have spent a few hours um, talking on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram um, about burnout and uh, it's something that's been on my mind a lot. um, uh, My social media is inundated with stories about people feeling, you know, people, people feeling stressed. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, give my um, support and comfort to those who are feeling that way. Trust me, I've been there. I know how it feels. And um, I guess what I wanted to say that you just have to acknowledge it. Know that it's okay to feel like that. And but also know that it's not going to last forever. And tomorrow is a new day, so things will get better. You have to be optimistic and hopeful. And that's the message that I really want to put across to everyone out there who's going, who's going through um, stress and anxiety at the moment. It's, um, it's natural, to, that feeling is natural and it's how you respond to it and, and, and acknowledge it. But also, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of um, content over the next few weeks, maybe some webinars which I share on my social media. And I really hope that it's um, of value and beneficial to others. So I just want to summarize everything that I talked about. See if I can do it in under two minutes. <laughs> so yeah, some of the symptoms of burnout is you feel absolutely exhausted, um, headaches, stomach aches, you just feel that the whole world is against you. There's um loss of loss of appetite, low energy, low self-esteem, no desire, you don't in, you don't want to see your friends, no enjoyment. You don't interact with people. You kind of isolate yourself. And rather than, you know, um, reaching out to people, you will maybe push those people away who are closest to you. So um, these are signs of stress and and depression and burnout. And what do you say to someone who is actually going through this? Well, it's very simple. Um, Just support them. Reassure them that you're there for them. And they'll get through it. So how do you deal with someone who is going through burnout? Let's say if he's a friend of yours, or if you're in a relationship with someone who is going through burnout. uh, I think one thing that you need to understand is, um, of course, everyone needs time and space. So obviously you'll give them that, but at the same time, uh, you don't want to kind of neglect them or ignore them. Um, uh, Make them feel as if they matter, they're important and um, you're there for them and so um, you have to support them. Here are some things that uh, you can actually do to recover to bounce back from burnout if you are suffering from burnout and it is possible to you know, to, to bounce back from it. So first of all uh, meditation is really key it helps helps a lot meditation prayer communicating with friends or family really helps. Um being out going for walks, exercise, sport really helps, swimming helps, journaling really helps, um it's helped me a lot anyway journaling Um it really kind of um, releases a lot of energy and the great thing what I really love and the power of journaling is that um, no matter how good or bad your day you can write about it if I I've had stressful days and, you know, um, writing things down actually helps me um, digest it. And um, by the time i finish writing it, I feel much lighter. And then if I've had a great day or if it's something that's really cheered me up, made me laugh, made me smile, I also write about it because that taps into another aspect, which is something called gratitude. And gratitude really, really helps. I think those who are more... Those are more, if if you're grateful every day, you're far less likely to be depressed or stressed or anxious. So that really helps. Laughter really helps. Um, It's best medication, best meditation, laughter, best remedy, sorry. And um, uh, other than that, having good sleep,